know, it just feels so abrupt to go straight in, you know? Does it, though? Yeah. I mean, I think now we've already started, so I can ask you, is this the week I, when I pronounce Mary, Mary, and Mary for you, and you tell me that they're all three correct? Mary, Mary, I mean, Mary. You could try. Uh, I can Ma- tell well, you. Well, hear them? Can you tell which is which? Him. Mary, uh, Mary, right, Mary. Right, right, right. Let's see. You got to just say, say the sentence. Say the sentence where a girl with a certain name who is very happy uh, gets, uh, gets wed. Gets wet about from like rain? W E D, wed. Is that how you pronounce it? Wed, yeah. How do you pronounce it? Uh, so you say Mary. Ooh, what's, what's the sentence? <laughs> just I, I just say it. I should be able to tell what the sentence is by the way you say it because every word will be pronounced <laughs> But like, I don't know what the. Is it just to say, say those three just words? Just make up any sentence that makes sense with those three oh, M words. Okay. Um, let's see. Mary is Mary because she's about to marry. No, nope, 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 nope. You got nope. Th- all three were right. right? They were all, you said them all the same way. <laughs> you know, I think that's because they're all the same word. It's, they're not those. They're spelled differently. They sound different. See, now I brought this up with you. We don't have time to, to, to futz around with this. We've got a lot of important material to cover mm-hmm. this week. But I ask you, well, you know, I, we can't get into all the things that happen in our, in our private text world. But it, suffice to say, it does come up from time to time. Mm-hmm. Issues of pronunciation. Yeah. In, including something something that will release someday on a vinyl only re-release of Rectus, which is John. The three members of my family all each separately saying John's name, and then John giving each of them a grade on how they did. Yeah, and again, this is not a thing that I asked for. This is the thing that you brought to me. You did ask Un- for it because you unrequested, refused to pronounce, you like, refused like a cat to pronounce your own dead name. animal. No, no. Oh, you mean like a toxoplasmosis pronunciation? No, that's the poop. That's not the cat. The cat you're, bringing you're the dead poop. animal. You do that. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for this. Let's can we, can we will you do that though? Will you will you become my whatever your professor Higginsbottom or whatever? I'll be sure. your uh, flower girl and you can teach me. Yeah. Mary. So the, the the problem with, uh, with doing this is See, I guess like, oh, it's more like Mary. Yeah. Well, no. The way, say, oh, it rhymes mm. with this word. But the problem is, if you, if you say all the words the same, the word I'm going to tell you that it rhymes with probably doesn't work for you. So does for example, I would say, if I was going to say like the word before Christmas, Merry Christmas, right? For me, that word rhymes with berry. Like Barry. like a strawberry, uh, you know, like that, ba- like berry, 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 berry. How do how do you what, what about when you put entomb somebody's body in the ground? Yeah, same exact pronunciation. No, really, you don't say bury. Yeah. No, I do not say. What about bury. what about the guy? What about bury the guy? Have, uh, it has lots of burrs all over it. It would be. What about bury. the guy in the big short? How do you pronounce his name? I don't know his name. Is his name Murray? No, it's Burry. I think I unless it's Wed. I don't think I've seen at this point. I, I think I think there might be. I might be having an episode, John. Yeah, Mary, Can we come back to that. Mary, Mary, Mary is going to marry. Mary, yeah. Oh, so because the third one. Then she'll like be Mary. very Mary. Okay. Her name is Mary, and I'm she'll be pretty Mary, close, right? On and then she'll be married. Close. I don't know. I don't know how you say them all the same. There's Mary. Dawn. Dawn Knotts. Yeah. Hmm. Um, hey everybody, welcome back to uh, episode 218 of John Syracuse's program, uh, Reconcilable Differences. Uh, John's over there on the other side and he's getting, getting wed with Mary Mint. And, uh, we need to move fast because we got a lot. Hey, you know, um, I don't even know if we're supposed to, supposed to, intended to, or sorry, excuse me. You know what they say in England? They say meant to. Are we meant, mm-hmm. are we meant to, are, are, are we, are we meant yeah. to promote this in it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's, yeah. what's he called? Well, well. What's that called? I love Solomon. when things are called things. What's that called? I like that one. What's, instead I of hate me. that one. That's the one that I hate the most. Meant to is fine, but I can't stand being things being called something. See, whenever I hear meant What's to. What's that called? Where it should be an American supposed to, I always imagine. It happens sometimes in Nolan movies. 
Mm-hmm. When Leonardo DiCaprio says, I say Caprio. Yeah, the actor called Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah. When the actor called, he called, what does he call DiCaprio? Yeah. Di- Cap, what do you mean? Mary? <laughs> Go ahead. You, Go need ahead. Something, no, you need something that nobody else is allowed to even touch it. You need to know that when you spin it, it's, it's meant to be just for you. And that will keep no, you married. No, that's, that's the American version of meant. No, meant to mean supposed to in England. I know, but you, the, what you said, it's meant to be just for you. Oh, you're the, saying it's, no, no, that means supposed to be. See, this is a problem with the language. Mm-hmm. We'll, get this, we'll get this figured out in a future episode. Hey, um, this episode will come out uh, in, toward the end of September. And September is the month when Relay FM and affiliated friends, the network on which our show is situated, um, does the thing to try and help out St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Got it in one, right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do it again. Uh, I'm so no, I think you're possessive, but it's fine. That happens no, all the time. No, Saint Three, Two, Saint Jude Children's Research Hospital. Sure, there you go. Or was I like to call it the house that Danny built? Mm-hmm. And uh, we want to encourage you to go to SaintJude.org/relay and uh, to consider uh, uh, contributing some money to this very good organization. We'll we'll keep this on the tight side, right, John? But we tell them a little of the F's and B's on what why we like Saint Jude Children's Research Hospital. Oh, you're so good. You're such practice you're getting. Yeah. So they I, I, I trying, hit copy and then I hit paste is yeah, what I did. They yeah. they are trying to eradicate childhood cancer. This is a charity we do fund drive for every year in September. Uh, this is the Relay uh, FM uh, pledge drive. By the time you listen to this, you will have probably already missed the podcast-a-thon, which is like a, what is it, like 20 hours, 24 hours live video thing that they do to raise money. It's on September 22nd. That, that, is that a thing that they're doing? Oh, yeah, they're no, they're they're going. To, uh, Does that appeal to people? Twelve hours they're doing. Twelve p.m. to twelve a.m. Oh, John, Eastern that time. seems awfully long, even yeah, for a I mean, show about Unix. By the time you hear this, it's probably already over. But I think you can watch a recording. They have all sorts of little, you know, fun things they do and people they interview, and it's just playing a good show. But the whole point of the thing is to get you to uh, give money to St. Jude, so yeah. you can follow that link that we will have in the show notes. Uh, give what you can to cure childhood cancer, not just in the U.S. where our healthcare system is broken, but all over the world because it is a research hospital and they share their research with the world to try to eradicate childhood cancer. Um, and Relay has already passed their initial goal, which is like $2.5 million. Are you kidding cumulative. me? They already did it? Yeah. You're, like, saying, uh, well, you're saying June, sorry, this is not June, September 19th, they've already passed it. Yeah, I mean, this Damn. this was cumulative for all five years that they've been doing the pleasure drive, but oh, they always yeah. set like a conservative goal and then they move it up and then we meet the next goal and then they move it up. It's a thing they do. Well, right? you know, anyway. that, that way lies madness, but it's great for a while. Yeah. That, so, that really has uh, high expectations, John. Exactly. And we're always trying to Even break for the, the record Brits. of last year. And so we have not yet broken the record of last year, but we have cumulatively this community given over $2.5 million in the past five years that they've been doing this pledge drive. And uh, I periodically choose to agree with john it is it's a tragedy that this it's not even one thing that's broken in the u.s there's so much wrong with how we take care of people in this country in any way you want to slice it and that's two and a half million dollars of help for a group that's they're real good with the money they help a lot of people directly and boy if you think about when your kids had a cold how miserable it was when your kid had the sniffles i'm not trying to be cute about this but I, I I just can't even imagine. And if 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 your family ever has to deal with that, I hope to God you got somebody like St. Jude on your side to help you out. So we appreciate anything you can give. Once again, you go to stjude.org slash relay and uh, toss us up. Tuppence, isn't it? Governor? There you go. Should we do the whole show like that, you think? 
No, because I can't do the accent. I what if you uh, do? Do you want a different country? Do you want to do? How about you do Spain with a Castilian oh, accent? Speaking, oh, speaking of accents, I'm watching. You know, you know how I watch uh, trashy reality television on your you iPad. You watch it on your iPad. That's right. I do. Well, I know I, about I watch, your your iPad is for things that aren't real TV. That's for like, yeah, right. No, I watch real TV on my iPad too. That's hmm. the thing. But yes, would I you watch an watch... HBO show on there? Yeah, for sure. Interesting. I would would you watch? Time. Would you watch not the Untouchables? What's that program we like? Would you watch the Leftovers on there? I have watched. I did watch. Would you watch District Thirteen on that? Yeah, no, there's Super nothing I won't watch on my iPad. It's, it's would you watch the movie Seven by David Fincher? Would you watch that on an iPad? Yeah. Would you, Would you watch the movie Tenet by by Christopher Nolan? There's nothing I wouldn't watch on my iPad. It's it has to. It doesn't have to do with the content. It has to do with the time. So mm. if it's when if it's when people are, are awake in the house and I'm allowed to use my big TV with my big speakers, yeah, that's yes, what I prefer yes, to watch. Yes, yes, yes. But eventually people go to bed and I can't be used. Our house is not big enough for me to use that TV. I tot- I totally understand. And you don't like have things on your ears, right? Yeah, and I don't want the headphone type thing. And even with the headphone thing, it's just, you know, I don't know. I, I end up in the bed next yeah. to my wife. And there I can watch my iPad uh, with my AirPods while, you know, usually mm-hmm. watch like one thing before I go yeah. to bed. She goes to bed before me. And so I watch so much stuff in, in bed. But anyway, I watch trashy reality television. Yes. And one of the things I'm watching is British trashy reality television uh, from the UK. And I'm... I don't know if I'm learning this. This is like slang from like a long time ago, but all these different phrases that I didn't didn't know. <laughs> and it make it making me realize that the, you know, the the Australian penchant for uh shortening all the words, you know, that so they got nicknames for everything. And then adding like a Y, like you like like a you know what like uh like toasties or forkies or something yeah, like that. Yeah, we're gonna go to Mackey's, which is their McDonald's yeah. or whatever to have a Brekkies or whatever. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Anyway, um that's definitely got its origin like so many things in Australia with uh, with the UK because they do the same thing there, if not shortening of words, but like making up cute other little words and strange Aww. phrases. And anyway, watching like this dating, like love matching show or whatever. And I learned a couple of learned, you very quickly learn a couple of phrases. You learn mugged off. You know what mugged off means? Let's see. I'm going to guess mugged off is you're you're frustrated with someone. No, it's like when you, uh, when you're like together with somebody and they, uh, they, you know, leave you for somebody else, right? You got mugged off. Like who, who, you who, thought, who, who was mugged off? Oh, everybody on the show. No, 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 sorry, no, sorry, no, sorry, sorry. So, so, okay. Um, the, the person Alice, who got Alice left. breaks up with Bob. Bob, yeah. Bob has been mugged off. Well, not, not breaks up with like Alice leaves Bob. Alex, see, uh, Alice sees a cuter looking guy and goes over and oh, starts kissing him. It's like that meme. Oh, I see mugged off because of yeah, the face. Off, I right? see. Okay. I see. I don't care that. I don't care much for that one. Then they've got pied. You know, I've been pied. And here's the problem. The subtitles are all phonetic P- on this thing. Oh, I know. I know. P-I-E-D. I don't know. I think what they're saying is like cream, got a cream pie in your face. Right, and that's basically like you go for the kid. It also can mean drunk. Oh man, I got absolutely pied last night. Well, I'm sure everything has multiple meanings, but in this context, I, I got a lot think of words means, for drunk there. I, I think it means like you, like you go in for a kiss, and the person turns their head. You got pied. Oh, I see. You go in for your smooch, your smoochy. I see. Yeah, you, you, you were gonna go, go for it, but they, they put up the hand. They got, you got pied. Which, which, I'm like, is it like a cream pie, or is it some other word that I don't understand? Totally, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, Australia is full of spiders and prisoners. Coconut, I don't think, is native to london but you can probably get it uh yeah. down at the uh, chemists anyway they have tons of tons of phrases and words like that that i've never heard before in my life i'm like how am i not hearing these so they're still developing they're still coming along these are things you didn't hear on game of thrones i think these are Whoa. things that are like in like young adults uh culture that maybe only show up on trashy reality but everybody who's on this show is using the same vocabulary and it's not like it's new to them so are I'm they like, instagram wow. people are they like 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 people with suntans yeah, they're all yeah, like attractive young people with with yeah. not too many brain cells. Do we say ASBO anymore? I mentioned it on a program the other day, and I didn't know. Are we? Do we still say ASBO? 
But what is that supposed to be? First of all, you hear the word ASBO. Well, I'm just going to, it's more of a comment than a question. Doesn't that sound like it must be either, either probably ableist or possibly racist? Yes, both. ASBO, that guy's an ASBO. ASBO is an acronym. And, you know, how about the word CHAV? Do you know that word? I think I'm pronouncing that right. CHAV, yeah, C-H-A-V. CHAV, did they say CHAV? I know, I learned that from Dr. Mary. Oh, because uh, of Mickey? Was Mickey a CHAV? It was uh, the episode of The Rose, I think. Yeah, yeah, probably the first one, the first one with the Autons, with Mickey, I bet. I bet he was a CHAV. Huh. No, the the, the girls are. The girls are CHAVs? The Chavaliers? That's Cleveland's team. Um, All right, so actually, I'm I'm trying to look up a a good webpage, which is fine for the, the notes. Another one is like, when you're saying, like, I'm going to go hang out with somebody and then I'm going to, I'm going to like start kissing them. Like, okay. you're going to I'm start guess. Get, get, uh, you're, you're life rafting them. You're going to get physically intimate with them. It's like, yes. they, they, they're they using the phrase crack on, which we know from like, oh, I'm going to crack on, which means I'm going to continue Just heading my, in that direction. Uh, I'm going to keep working and implies your head's down. Like you're focusing very heavily. On right. But it somewhere. also means very specifically in the context of relationships in this relationship show that I'm going to go and I'm going to go crack on with them. Like we'll actually start like, you know, hugging and kissing and, oh, and so, getting you know, physically. How about macking? You're macking on them. Yeah, but that's not what they use. Mm. Um I, I got to find, I had a good page, a good web page that had listed many of these, but John, you'll never, you'll never so bore or annoy me talking about this. I could talk about this all day. I'm just going to, here, I'm going to say this. This is A-S-B-O. I think it's pronounced ASBO. And it really <gasps> does sound ableist. Like if you called somebody an ASBO, I, I bet you'd get sent to the vice principal's office or something like that. British Antisocial Behavior Order. A civil order made against a persistently, <laughs> oh, you Duke boys. The Duke boys might be ASBOs. Don't you think they're Confederate ASBO? Wait, no, no, wait. Can you can you expand it for me again? What is it? <laughs> okay, so ASBO, they, they they should probably just clarify what the letters mean first. A S B O, anti social <laughs> behavior with a U order. Okay, and this is in this is in in uh, I so it's, so I it's a it's, noun like it is the the order yes. the anti social behavior order. It's like think you've of been it given like this? a like a social speeding ticket. Got it. A civil order made against a persistently antisocial <laughs> individual. Which restricts, I think it would be that restricts, which restricts his or her activities or movements, a breach of which results in criminal charges. So it's a lot like a chav or, or, a, or a Donna. So this, is this a real legal thing or is this just like yeah, a yeah, yeah. pretend I think, social... hey, what's all this saying? And he comes over, maybe it's Amy Pond, you know, and she's dressed up in that cute telegram outfit. It's a great outfit. And she goes, oi, oh, I'm giving you a macking on your ass bow, isn't it? Merry Christmas, Mary. I finally found a few uh, more of these words from the face. A melt. I, I'm a melt, as in I'm, like a noun. Um, I, I always used melt. to think I was such a cool guy, but really I'm a melt. Oh, like you're a drip, like your parents would say. No. That, guy, that guy's a drip. It's, it's acting acting soppy towards your crush, like not being cool, like oh, showing 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 that you really uh, like them. Being, being like, affectionate instead you, of- No, uh, that you're, that you're a melt instead of being stoic. Grafting? Okay, graft. Grafting is when you try and join a party of people- like like when you're doing, when you're in the seduction community, you got your rings, and you go and join a group of girls because you wanna you wanna asbo on one of them. Yeah, yeah. Grafting is wor- working hard to get the romantic attention of your of your crush. It's like so you're going in there and you're grafting. You're like I'm gonna. I feel get like so them. far I haven't gotten any of these right. Yeah, they're they're, they're ridiculous. Um, and this is not just for the show. I think I've heard this one a little before. A geezer. Oh, see now a geezer. I think of geezer. That's like a Lily. Oh, God, I can't say. I sound like Tom Brokaw every time I try to say the name Lily. Lily. Lily Allen. <laughs> Lily Allen. I feel like that's the word she's used. And then I think maybe a little bit of the rapper Dizzy Rascal. What is what do you what do you think Dizzy Rascal is well, very in, good? In this country, geezer means an old guy. 
Yeah, the other season of Woods of the Geezer. You know, you, did, you, did you like that Lily Allen album when it came out? The one with all the all the ska samples on it. I can't tell you uh, who Lily Allen is, so no. Um, you know who you know who her little brother is uh, is uh, is Reek. Ah, on the, yes, on the Game of yes. Thrones. Yeah. Uh huh. Alf, Al, Alfie Allen, and has she has a song about him called Alfie, and how, he's called Alfie. The song is called Alfie because he's called Alfie. Did you catch that? I get it. And he he sits around smoking his his spliffs, and he's a regular geezer. What's a geezer, John? A geezer is a term of endearment. A term of endearment used to refer to a male friend. It can also be shortened to geese. Well, you know where this is going to go for me. We need to get to business here because we've got to quit quit all this this faffing yeah. about. <laughs> that was just for you. Do you want to keep faffing about, or do you think we should crack on? I know faffing about. See, I'm just amazed by these new ones that I didn't know. But anyway, around, now I know them. And around, I, shouldn't, I don't wish I didn't. Around. And they're not going to be useful because this is like slang from 2015. So, oh well. Yeah, right. Tears and rain. Mm-hmm. Um, Chav, Asbo, Lily Allen. I, st- I still want to hear Asbo used in a, like in a, in context. Like, oh, so uh, last night. Okay, so uh, last night me bum was chummy, and so I, I popped down. The chemist. I popped down the chemist mm-hmm. to nick some loo paper, and I got um, Mac by two Asbos. Put that into Google. Are the Asbos Google. people? Yes. It's a. It's a. Which one's which? It's either a metonymy or a synecdoche. Mm. You know, like Google's the nose. Yeah, I'll need to see like ten to fifteen episodes of a bad reality show where they used Asbo for me to understand. What have you watched is. Top Boy? I hear great things about Top Boy. I have not. I heard it's very good. It's on it's on the Netflix, and I, I heard it's great. It's about well, how does one say uh, some uh, some some, uh, some young uh, like you know black I think probably Caribbean you know some black kids selling drugs in London. It's supposed to be really good. Top boy, they say. It means everything means something different there. Oh, well, let's crack on then, uh, but not in the really? way that me means and you? To, really not in the way that means to be in a romantic relationship. Do they have a word for nagging? Nagging? It's like when a horse goes nagging. Yeah, like the guy on, like the guy on, the guy on the learned to, If you learn to say neg, it would probably really neg. help you. Like it rhymes with Meg Ryan, not nag. Meg Ryan. Not, not horses, N-A-I-G. horses, horses. Neg is what you're saying. I did. I said neg. Well, you, but you should be saying neg. Because short for negate. Yeah, I know. But it's not short you for negate. You take negate. out the G and it becomes neg. <laughs> no, it stays neg. Negative. I think, is it a ligature? I think it might Just be a ligature. Just say the word negative, but don't say negative. Negative. Oh, I think it's a ligature. It's either, it might be a portmanteau. See, yeah. I just, hello, hello, hello. As both portmanteau my at your lady service. An unrealistic uh, expectation. Sets unrealistic expectations for how quickly someone's pronunciation can change. Who does? My Fair Lady. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was I watching the other night? Something good and something delightful. Oh crap! What was it? But it was a—it's an English woman married to an American man. Oh crap! I'll think of it later. But it was—it was a delightful something delightful. I was watching, and the woman brought up the the whole Dick Van Dyke, Mary, Mary Poppins thing. Yeah, well, yeah. I think that's—I think that's something that because they're English and they only do their aggression uh, passively mm-hmm. or with help from the Allies. I didn't mean that. I was only kidding. <laughs> that was not—that was not even fair. That was not. Mark Rylance, if you're listening to this, I am so sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. What, what's the boy's name? What was his name? The boy. I feel so bad now about the boy he lost. Was it Tom or Chris or Dougie or, or Herman? 
And then you got the guy from Oppenheimer there, and he's very suspicious. Oh, don't they, spoil Oppenheimer for me. I don't. Ah, uh, they lock him in the loo, don't they? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Want to know if they figure out? How did to you get like? The bomb. Did you like? Um, did you like Dunkirk? Yeah, sure. Oh man, I think it's so good. Oh, dude, I didn't tell you we're on Tarantino run, so we should talk about this. Um, I got the little Lord watching movies with me. Did you ever watch uh, Perfect Blue before you moved on? No, no, we didn't because mom came back in town and kind of scotched the whole deal. Mm, Sorry, is that racist? Did you uh, did you uh, get uh, mom, uh, as you call her, to uh, watch Millennium Actress with you at one point? No, not yet, not yet. Um, I want to write that down though because that is a good idea. You know, we kid a lot, we have fun here, but Millennium Actress really is quite an amazing movie. It is. Although I feel like the, the subtitles on the Blu-ray are not great. I watched it the oh, Blu-ray really? recently. I got that. Yeah. I watched the Blu-ray. I'm like, what's with these subtitles? Especially the like the ending scene. I'm like, that's not what the ending line used to be. Because I think it had a fan sub that I originally watched again. I think the fan sure. sub did a better idea. A better, better job. But and you I think is that why you asked me? So you've gone into this new thing you do sometimes where you ask me a question and then I respond, you don't talk anymore. You ask me how I watched it recently, right? How I watched Paprika was it? Because, you know, the thing is, you get, yeah, yeah. You, even if it comes with it, well, I, I know this is not what you're supposed to do, but I, you're going to yell at me. But if I do watch it dubbed, I still would like to see what the words are. I don't even know the difference between SDH and CC, and I don't know what all that stuff means. But see, I think that's madness, because you're turning, for people to know, he's putting on the subtitles, the English subtitles, so he can see English words underneath Totally picture, different right? different translations of what was right. said. But, but then you're also listening to the English dub. If you're putting the subtitles on anyway, just listen to the original Japanese audio. But then I can't You've hear him saying got... it in English. I won't hear him saying it. But the that. English dub of Millennium Actress Remember when Actress little girl says, not... what a stupid bucket. You remember that? No, but the, so the, the English dubs of Ghibli movies are way better than the English sure, dub sure, of sure. Millennium Actress. Millennium Actress English dub is that's a bummer. No, 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 that's really good. a bummer. Not good. I bet that's the kind of thing that gets caught in like a big, you know, nth anniversary like re-release from well, no, but, but the thing is no one no one cares enough about these weird movies to hire the big guns to do a really good yeah there's no money in the banana stand for that kind of fin no way like not only yeah, can you not sure. get celebrities which you don't need but you also can't get a good director to direct the voice talent to give good performances you just get does you know the lady in paprika plays both parts yeah yeah and they do it in the english one too mm-hmm. i think that's kind of cool you know who I love? I love the I love the camera guy who the director who who loves uh, the actress, mm-hmm. and I love the way it looks when they go to the snow scene where she's chasing the boy. I love I love the desaturated but not quite black and light. Mm-hmm. Quite the way that he draws whoever his people are, and he he died very unfortunately, kind of he early, did. right? Cancer, yeah, cancer. What a bummer. Ugh. Well, we have a lot to learn, <laughs> and I've just spent twenty four minutes trying your patience, but. I really, I don't get to do anything fun. This is a really big deal for me, John. Do you know how many people would kill to have this opportunity to get yelled at by you for two and a half yeah, hours? Yeah, we're going to we're gonna have to probably end up pushing stuff into the no, after show, but that's okay. We're going to push stuff into okay. the after show. Things, things happen. If you want to join the after show, so what we do is once a month, every other, see, we oh God, it doesn't matter. The episodes come out, each alternate, and don't say alternative, each mm-hmm. alternate one of them. You can say every other. Every other one, yeah. When you say alternate ending, that doesn't mean what you think it means. Do, do people know that, John? No, it does mean what they think it means. Well, that means that you see one and then another one in rapid succession? Alternately? No, because there's another definition. Words in English have more than one definition. No, they Look don't. in the dictionary. They have a bunch of different definitions. You get I don't so have a dictionary. I have a thing that says, think thing that says word book, and it's really short. There are multiple definitions to words in yeah. English. What about dairy? Like for cow stuff. How do you say dairy? You got that one right, but now, say the, Irish, now say the Irish city. Dairy. 
No, it's not the same. It's London dairy. dairy air, which I always thought sounded you can, funny. You can London get dairy lots air. of dairy products in dairy. 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 What about Gary Berghoff? How do you say Gary? <laughs> yeah, he's filled with air. Gary is Gary. Just filled with air. It's just G, then the word air, then a Y sound. Gary. And, and it's your and just just from your observation, I knew fair enough you're diagnosing from a distance. It's a it's a problem that I have with I don't I don't really respect and utilize all the vowels. And when I do use the vowels, I, I abuse them. Is that correct? Yeah, like again, two, I, would point, parts, I would point right? you to the dictionary, and the dictionary would have the, different the, little phonetic symbols for Mary, Mary, and Mary, but you disregard uh-huh. those symbols, and you say, nope, I'm pronouncing them all this way. But that's just a, that's just a bunch of squiggles. Like, what's it actually sound mm-hmm. like, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you know, yeah. you know, so I, I you know what, I, I got a last thing, because, and I re- I'm really done here. Um, no, literally, l- this is the last episode. Mandela Effect, because I swear to goodness that one time you said, Hey, if you want to know how to pronounce my name, I, there's an MP3 somewhere that you refer to. You're like, you refuse to pronounce your own name. I, this is a thing that this is a thing that got stuck in your head, like kids who have false memories of their your, childhood. No. But it is not true. I've said my own name a hundred times on this. Wait, very wait, wait, I had childhood Alzheimer's. What did you say? I, I think you have false memories stuck in your head oh. for whatever reason. But not necessarily Alzheimer's. No, not yet. I'm not saying, I mean, it's, not, it's, yet, it's anyway. not dementia, but it's not not dementia. Huh. Okay, well, I thought one time you said Federico Vitici had said. No, his, definitely his, not. Definitely not. You You're, had an MP3 on a mind. server that you would point people to, and he goes, Sericusa, or whatever. <laughs> I mean, I did have a recording of him saying that, but that's not how I pronounce my name. Well, I don't have it in front of me. You've, you've, you, again, I, I, I'm sorry to press you on this publicly. You continue to be extremely evasive. No, I don't, I'm not evasive at all. S- say, say your name, bitch. Syracuse. Oh. I say it a million times. Syracuse. I've done it in the past episodes. Just look for so, my so name. So kind of like, kind of like it starts with the first syllables. Thank you for that. I'll, I'll share that with Billy tonight. I've, I've said it like 10 times on past mm-hmm. shows, but you just ignore me when I say Syracuse. I do. I do ignore you. That's for my health. Remember when I told you my, my paternal grandfather had a license plate that had the letter Q in the middle? So it was S R Q S A, emphasizing the idea that there's a Q sound in the middle. Syracuse. Oh, I thought your grandfather was a metallurgist in World War II. He was. I guess that's uh, Dan. He was a submariner, I believe. He worked Ooh. on submarines. So submarines have people. Submersibles have stuff. Is that right? Uh, maybe. Have you ever watched Practical Engineering, the channel on YouTube? Which one is that one? Is that the okay, one with the, with the Irish uh, guy? This butch? is Grady. I'm Grady, and this is Practical Engineering. I watched oh, probably no, that... an hour and a half of this today. Because I think I might be a little bit of an asbo because I think trains are really interesting. And he had a thing just <laughs> like it when they get walled up for misbehavior. So that's Henry, right? I don't know which one gets walled up, but it's grim. It's so upsetting. It's I, I have that image on my drive right now, and it's one of the most upsetting things I've ever seen. You it's know, a kid's you know show. why? Do you it's know why he show. did it to him? Do you know why? He was he was was he mean to the diesel? diesel? He caused confusion and delay. Well, and so yeah. Topham Hat had been very very clear at every step of the way, mm-hmm. and also so so you know in England they call him to see. Here's another difference for you. Let's just I don't have a bell. Where's my bell? Another difference in England they call him the fat controller. Yeah, no, that's not. That's not Which sounds right. like Harvey Weinstein. Mm-hmm. Did I say that right, or is it is it, is it Weinstein? No, Harvey Weinstein. I don't care how to pronounce his name. Good for you. Fight the power. That's right. And then you got the narrow gauge guy, which I think they they call the emaciated controller. <laughs> Maybe that's saw that I'm thinking of. You know, the narrow gauge is a narrow ass gauge. <laughs> um, yeah, no, railway? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a narrow gauge kind of guy. How much of that did your kids watch and which narrow? All, all of it. We saw we had a Spencer. Those toys are my retirement plan because I'm assuming they've only appreciated in value and they cost so much money. Did you ever race? Did you ever race them? 
lady was always the fastest and lady could always pull the biggest load. Yeah. Henry's off just getting his ass bricked up for no good reason. Mm-hmm. Lady, lady is throwing down. She is, in every sense of the word, she is from the peerage. Like, she could serve in Parliament as a train. She could, ser- she could serve and train Parliament and be quite merry about it. But she does have a problem with eating dairy because she's a train. Mm-hmm. Or as they call it there, what do they call it there? A volley or, or, or a dish soap? Or they've got a different name. Oh, they talk about carriages. I learned this from, I learned this from Sherlock. Do you remember? There's an episode with the Sherlock where the train guy who's got the bad breath and shoes on the balls on his hat. Remember mm-hmm. that one, that guy? And he says they're not actually called coaches. They're called carriages or, or mm-hmm. the opposite. Because they got a different, we just say car, right? We say train car. You say coaches and carriage there, you're, you're going to be up the lorry with, with, without a torch in your mm-hmm. uh, boot. Um, there's a feature that was pioneered by John. Oh, shoot, shoot, real quick, real quick, quick. So, um, does <laughs> almost, it rhyme? We almost did it. Does it, sh- does it rhyme with the peach-like hand fruit, ser? Uh, I used to say it, the first syllable rhymes with serrated, like a serrated knife, but people, people pronounce serrated in crazy ways. More, so like, it's more, not. Like a schwa, more like a schwa. So. So somewhere between sa and ser. It's, I mean, what is definitely not is what you do to a steak. It's definitely not that. See, that's the one that comes easy to mouth. I know, but that's just not it. Just when that comes, just Are say you sure? it's not a steak. Have you, have you checked with people? I mean, I know you're pretty certain about this, this notional license plate you've, you know, operated, but are, are you really sure you're saying it right? Because it seems to me you don't pronounce your name very much. I know how to say my name. I'm, sa- I'm saying it the way my family says it. Uh, and other people who have the same last name as me who are related to me okay. may choose it differently. Cultural anthropology. I think, they, I think they all just, they all just say Syracuse. We just had the Syracuse family reunion. It was a bunch of Syracuse people around. They were all saying Syracuse. I think you should I record all on the Sar- same page. John, Sar- Syracuse. Yeah, Syracuse. You well, give me a give me a number grade. Well, let me hear you. Let me hear you again. I'll be quiet. God, John Syracuse. Fine, that's fine. Well, like 70, 80? What? Yeah, no, that's a ninety. That's Where's a the room a. for improvement? It's a clean A. I mean, should I say I, it slower? Know. Should I say it I, sexier? I mean, I'm I'm over Skype, so we got to. I had to be in person. I have been over full. Skype for a long time, but yeah. we've got to do some follow up, which is a copyrighted feature of John Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's in follow-up this john you, you we got a lot going on here it looks like a little some one of, the, one of these little guys came back i think all right so here's a topic so is this guy back, the, is he back? Don't, yeah, don't, don't spoil it because i want to i want to intro this Sorry. with a little bit of mystery all Sorry. Right. hey jim jim fix that so i sound smart um we're gonna start with the copyrighted feature of john syracuse from uh 2011 it's, it's called follow-up what's going on john so you know how uh when you get into early romantic relationships in your life very often they are fraught um and they're yeah. very dramatic and they involve lots of emotional turmoil it's combinations of strong feelings and like you're both still moored if i can pronounce that right you're still moored to previous things in your life but you're excited about each other but there's a lot of dynamism right it's like almost like a gas under pressure and there's a lot of drama because you don't know how to be in a relationship and how to balance your needs versus the other person's and you're probably young and immature and yeah it yeah. becomes difficult and sometimes you get into sort of bad patterns where every relationship you're involved in, you sort of repeat these bad patterns where it's like, oh, we're always fighting. Or but, and always, sometimes I'm, it almost feels like you're, you're, you're doing it yourself. Unintentionally, yeah. maybe you're sort of like undermining your yeah, own Yeah, like your first relationships had this and you think, this how is do just I how keep re- getting into relationships yeah. with people like this? This is just how relationships are. I'm, I'm always jealous. Then I get angry. Then they get mad at me. And it's just, it's so difficult. Yeah, then I require like a big demonstration, like of, you know what I mean? And then like, and then there has to be some kind of like, oh, you never surprised me with a special thing to say. I'm sorry. And then that's the end of it. Yeah. And lots of people get get into these bad habits. In you their grow out of those, right? I mean, you know. Well, you life. would hope, but sometimes people just end up huh. repeating them. But here's the thing. Hmm. Um, my experience, and I think the experience of a lot of people is 
you'll get older, you'll get more experience, and at a certain point, you'll have a relationship, and all of a sudden, it will be easy. Like, there won't be any fighting. You, the, There won't be jealousy. Like, there especially won't be... if you've cracked the big one of whatever you want to call it, uh, finding a partner in life. If you crack that one and you both seem mutually not in constant pain, that's the big nut to crack in life. Yeah. There's other things. You'll eventually get to mom, your mom. But like for now, like that's a, that's a big first hurdle. Yeah. And like, that's what I said, like it shouldn't be as, not that any relationship is always going to be easy, but it shouldn't be so incredibly hard. Right. It, like, and when you know you found the right person, you're like, wow, when I find the right person at the right time, when I'm in the right place in my life and they're in the right place in their life and I like them and they like me, it's so much easier. Yeah. And there's not worry about who likes who more and chasing after someone or having you being chased after or fighting or jealousy. And it's or like, like, or like, or like overthinking something you did or didn't do. Yeah, exactly. Like, should, I, should, I thinking, called, should I have should exactly. I called more? Right. And that you kind just of feel comfortable with each other. It's like, look how easy this is. It's so Blissful. easy. This it's has blind. been my experience with getting my bathroom tiled because I've been chasing mm. after people and having mm. these relationships where I'm trying to get people to come and they, they give me an estimate and then ghost me or they come to the house, give me an estimate, say they're going to come and I can't nail them down to a date. And it's just been so difficult. And it's like, it's always have to be this hard. And you, I got, to, you got mugged off. I'm calling them. Yes, exactly. I'm calling them. I'm chasing them. I'm trying to find new people. I'm trying to get people to come to the house to give to you a thing. People are telling me they're not going to do it because they, I need to redo my whole bathroom or they won't do repairs. Mm -hmm. It's like so hard. And then, just one day in the millions and millions of emails and stuff that I'm sending out. I was sending you like the little uh, snippets of the reviews I'm getting. I don't care, but they got bad reviews. I'm like, look, are you willing to come to my house and accept money to do a thing? So anyway, um, out of all the people who I'd sent out uh, f feelers for I'd, and I'd been sending, I'd been sending out, uh, you know, filling out people's web forms, sending people's emails, calling people on the phone, anybody. I was looking at their reviews online, but I didn't care if their reviews said bad things. I was just like, look, are you willing to come John, to my you're house? you're settling. You're, that, that is I, called no, I'm settling. Not, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to settle. I was like, are you willing to come to my house to do something? I'm just sending out tons, just picture picture communication spraying out of my house constantly saying, somebody, come do this job to my tile. I can't get anyone to like close the loop. And then all of a sudden it happened. Somebody received my message huh? and said, I think I'll have to come to your house to take a look to tell you what the estimate I, I would be. And, I, and I, at that point, you got to be thinking, okay, Buster, <laughs> what's your scam? Like, how, how are you going to screw this up? I finally think I got a decent boyfriend here in, in Massachusetts, and this is what I'm dealing with. Yeah, and I say, uh, when can you come? He said, I can come tomorrow. I said, done. See you tomorrow. Mm. Tomorrow <laughs> comes. He shows up. Oh, walks upstairs. What? He says, all right, this, that, the other He's thing. He's got to be a gentleman about, thief, John. Talk about, talk about it for five minutes. He says, okay, I'll give you an estimate. He leaves. He says, I'll give you an estimate, uh, you know, sometime today. He leaves, and then... Like an hour or two pass, I'm like, it's happened again. Someone came to my house. They looked at a thing. They wouldn't give me an estimate on the spot. They leave. They tell me they're not going to hear him. But no, he sent an email and said, here, I'll do it for this amount. I said, great, sold. When can you do it? He says, tomorrow. I said, great. What? Tomorrow comes. He shows up. He does it one day in and out. And I gave him his money. <gasps> Look how easy it what? was. When you That's... find somebody. But doesn't it who... feel like you're, aren't you just kind of waiting for another shoe to drop? It's like the relationship where you're like, oh. <gasps> But it's so both, it's so clear, John. It's we so both it's like all, each other. It's, yes, yes, yes. But but it's also here's the other part. It's it's I think it's so difficult with a partner. Is it's so well defined. It's got such sharp edges. Tomorrow means tomorrow. This amount of money means this amount of money. <clears throat> and you're never finding yourself second guessing. I wonder if I if I uh, if I face them off. Because because it's hard edges. You got to have. It was boundaries. like after months of trying to get this done and chasing people around. This was like a three or four day turnaround. 
And yeah. it was like, come give estimate. Okay, when can you do it tomorrow? I'm going to miss come the topic, but I'm happy for you. I, and the money, was the money reasonable given everything? Oh, no, I overpaid, but who cares? Who you don't cares? Pay, you got it done. Like, no, I know. I just wanted somebody to do it. You know I what know, I mean? You're like Fry throwing money at some character. Yeah, it's take yeah. my money, please, right? So the, on, the only stumbling blocks was that, that I still don't quite understand why the guy can, comes to the house and looks at everything and won't give me an estimate on the spot. Like, what's going to change when he goes back out to his car He's and drives gotta away? He's got to go look at his book and run some numbers in his head to see if there's anything I'm obvious that would show this was a bad idea to accept. I, I don't know what they're doing, but they, they can't give you the estimate on the spot. They leave, and when they left, I'm like, that's it. I'm never going to see him again. I'm never going to hear from yeah, him again. Of course. And, and hours passed, and I'm like, oh, maybe I'm never... But no, they did reply, and so I don't know what they had to do about it. And the second thing, the only second stumbling block, which again is minor, they came to do the job the time they did. They go upstairs, they start doing the work, and then... The guy texts me from upstairs in my own house. I feel like he's a member of the family already. He texts me oh. from upstairs in my own house. And he says, uh, can you pay in cash? And hmm. the answer was, no, I can't pay in cash because I don't have that much cash on me. And yeah. I'm the only one home and I'm not going to leave you home alone in my house. And I don't even think I can get that much cash that quickly anyway because it's expensive, right? Uh, and so I said, no, but I can do, you know, I can write you a check. Venmo, Venmo or PayPal whatever, you know, whatever or whatever you want to do yeah. whatever. And he's I like, bet oh. he's got to take Venmo, right? And, yeah. You know, and he said, he's, he would take something else. We see, this is the first time he'd ever mentioned, can you pay me cash? And yeah. his explanation for cash is like, because I pay so much in taxes. I'm like, listen, dude, if you're paying so much in taxes, you're probably making good money. So right. anyway, I would have paid him with cash if I could have, but I could not get my hands on that much cash in the sure. time allotted. So uh, I paid him, but you know, but you, even if he's a criminal, you, you got tile now. No, I don't care. I don't care. I know. He did the job. He did the job. The job <laughs> was done. It took one day, uh, one day, and now we do not have a second shower curtain in the shower, it, and it is so far not leaking. Uh, so I'm going to declare victory. Do, do you do you feel like did you learn anything from this experience? No, that's why. I mean, something I already knew, which is like when when it's uh, when it's right, it's easier, a lot easier. Right. Yeah. When, you know, you think it's impossible to do this thing until you meet that one person who mm -hmm. returns your call, Special gives you an someone. estimate, yeah. gives you an estimate, agrees to do it, sets a date, shows up on that date and does it. So easy. It could be a pretty good reality show. It's just a reality show. I guess I've never really watched The Bachelor, but I get the sense that there's a lot of people who pretend to like somebody the opposite sex and then they pair off eventually. Like, could there be a show about tile guys? Or, you know, would it be would it well, be that's the problem? The cameras, the cameras mess everything up. Because people would pretend, but hey, look, I would, I would gladly have a fake documentary crew at my house if it would make people like return my calls and actually show up. And you know what I mean? Absolutely. Well, what if the tile guy is the bachelor, and then there's a bunch of people like you out there? I think that's what it is now, and I just, I'm, I keep, I keep getting, I keep getting <laughs> pied. Uh huh. <laughs> Save it for the Huns. All right, next up. Oh, this is a funny one. A little bit more follow-up from John. This is from you. Why don't you take this one? What? I didn't send this. Oh, you. Right here. I'm highlighting. That's you. Oh, are we... Wait, I'm confused. Are we skipping the sleep person? Yeah, we're not on to that. We're still in follow-up. Well, this is... Oh, that's considered a topic. Yeah. Oh. This is... Look, this is... F-U stands for follow-up. Yeah. It's a short. It's kind of a shortcut. I feel like you could organize this in a way that. No, it's a very simple system. It's well, Why would you have this, two this, different? Why would you have two different? Because outlines? this is the, the the. Here's the things we have. We have follow up, and then yeah. we have a topic, right? Just so y'all know, John, John is, is John is using his cursor to select words on the screen, so I can see. Yeah. Go back to F U. Go to do F U again. Uh, up four, please enhance. Yeah. Yeah. Follow up okay. refers to this. Oh, I see. And so Rather we did the one, all the one part there. is tile guy, and now we get the second one. We're going to do that. That's you. Yeah. When we're done with this. We'll be done with follow up for now. Yes. Second item is Merlin quit Twitter. That's right. 
shortly, you said one hour after we recorded our last episode of Rectus, in which we talked about this topic, you made a decision. Yeah, it's funny because, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'll talk, what, what part do you want me to talk about? I feel like I You can about do the abridged version because I know you talked about this on, on oh, yeah. uh, Friday well, already. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, I could talk forever about this. Uh, I have such a fondness for Twitter for the most selfish reasons, which it was just, it was a, I like the friends and all the blonde the impact and engagement or whatever. But no, it's just a place I love to write for. And I think it made me a better writer for a certain kind of writing. I think it, in, without, any doubt caused me to become there's only there's two things in life that have made me a more economical writer one was reading on uh william Sinzer's on writing well which is unmissable for anybody who writes nonfiction, and um the other one was twitter where you had to get the joke get with the most impact in 140 characters and i was addicted to it anyway flash forward you got through all the stuff and it was terrible and it just hasn't been fun. And then, you know, like you said in our talk last week, I think you're the one who brought the title, Broken at Both Ends, something like on that. On both ends, yeah. Broken on both ends. Because well, you said it had stopped being fit for, for your purpose. And my, well, I mean, it still worked for my primary purposes of I like pasting stuff that I've written in drafts into that box and hitting post. But it, I couldn't find anything that wasn't hot garbage to read. And there's, there's a twist coming in a minute, but like that, you know, as previously stipulated, you just don't see your friends. You don't, I can't I don't see my wife's stuff. My wife doesn't see mine. Like you have no, you, I've completely lost control of having any agency about what is shown there, even as in a, in a very like seemingly very cruel and selfish way, the stuff I do see is horrible because it's people who paid $8 a month for a Twitter thing. But so I, I mean, I have to, I'm going to give partial credit because I don't, I don't really, it hasn't been long enough for me to get full credit. Alex, in part, really talking to Alex about this offline and online, it, it kind of made me feel like, I mean, it made me realize, this is like the thing I've been saying about Facebook for years. Why do you, why are you people still on Facebook? I have to be there. And I had to confront the fact that that's kind of me now. And I, and there's been, there's always, it's like this Trump stuff. We all cover ourselves with glory. Well, I'm moving to Canada. And it's like, well, yeah, but like, you didn't mind the Sandy Hook. And that other stuff, did you like quit your job to go take care of that? We are all just trying to get through the day. And this has been a joy of my life and it's helped my career greatly. And I knew I was going to miss it. But the combination of talking to Alex, honestly, real talk, talking to you. And a lot of it was, I just got to say things to you last time we recorded that I didn't know I thought, which is a gift of having a podcast. Um, Other things, got to say the, the uh, ADL thing. I know the ADL thing. They may not be angels, but like the whole, like we're going to sue this Jewish rights and defense group because we think they defamed Twitter. It was like, I'm not going to, I'm not gonna, like, that was the thing, but I was like, Oh, this, this would really be the day. Wouldn't it? That was, that's real gross. Yeah. So I made a little plan for myself. Mostly that night. The plan was, well, I knew I had to do all these things that you can imagine. Like, I had to like clean up with delete tweets. I had to like, you know, just all that stuff you do, change my password, all, all that kind of stuff. Turn on the first day, first two, two or three days, I turned on, it was totally locked down at the Eero level for, for my accounts, right? Nothing on either of my Eros would let me see anything Twitter or X. Plus, I blocked it in screen time. Just because I, why have half a carton of cigarettes around if you're trying to quit smoking, you know? Yeah, so so that was pretty much it. Let me let me let you jump in at this point. That's that's kind of what got me to there. And I I thought you know this mastodon is not is not a perfect fit, but what the hell? Let's just lean into it and see how it goes. 
I'm glad you uh, made a decision. I feel like it's been a long time coming because I've heard you talk about Twitter in Mm -hmm. in a not in an unsatisfied way for a long time on your other podcasts. And I'm glad things finally came to a head and you made a decision. Uh, And, you know, and and no decision is forever and things can change, but it's good to have sort of a new direction for now. Well, John, it's 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 kind of fun again. It's not I mean, like the, the people who are, I hate all these goddamn terms, but people who read what I write on there. It's clear to me that and it's first, a lot of them are people I am reconnecting with. And speaking of the broken on both ends, you can be sure that the people who follow you see what you write. Like as in they have the opportunity to see it. It is in their feed. Yeah, ex- exactly. The way, the way I would phrase it is anybody who has an account with something related to Mastodon has a great deal of agency of what they want to see, which is how Twitter started out. That sounds like an overly complicated way to put it, but if you haven't spent much time in For You lately in Twitter, it is rough. And like I said last week, sometimes it's just as silly as the algorithm thinks I'm very into ultimate fighting for a few minutes. But then a lot of times it's just it's it's just all so horrible and bleak and all of these chuds with their little blue check. And that's just not fun. And the irony, the twist, I was going to tell you, Madeline and I both agreed on this. As Twitter, this is this is this is called an irony for a reason. It is a paradox in some ways. As Twitter has gotten worse and worse, the truth is I look at it more. The worse it gets, the more I look yeah, at it. Because you're digging. You're digging for that one diamond. It's so del- yeah, it's so diluted. I can't find any good nuggets. I'm like some mm-hmm. kind of like sad, sad goat just nosing around in, in the slop. Yep. And anyways, it's I, I, I knew it had to be. I didn't, I'm not trying to say this is a big thing. Like I really hate it when people make a big deal about this stuff and make themselves into an hero. But I did want it to be a clean cut. I wanted to like be a gentleman about leaving what I was leaving. But it's funny, like to this day, I'm still getting texts from people who are like, well, you've been pretty quiet lately because they just mm-hmm. realized I haven't yeah, been yeah, there yeah. for 10 days. So like, remember one of the people I love to connect with and like I'm doing some a project with is my friends from Bacon Ray, who I've reconnected with on Twitter. And Mike, Mike Coleman was like, what's going on? Are you, where, why, how you haven't been around much? I'm like, well, he has no, this goes straight to your point about the one of the differences with Mastodon. He does not have, he, he would go under that. You talk about the comedy friends and the music friends, right? Mike is very, he's both, but he's very much a music friend. He has no viewport into that process for me. He doesn't listen to my podcasts. And, and also, it's not like you can now say to him, oh, I'm over at Why don't you come over? They're going to be like, come over to what? I, no, I would never. I, I know, you know because you can't. You can only make the decision for yourself. And this is know? why I said last week the thing about, like, I don't like people. I don't like it personally when people just robot out stuff in a million places i I know it's not what you're doing but it bugs me and i i it's not it's not ethical to me on a a personal level but um it's it's such a different experience there's so much to to mess with too it's funny though you see you heard the anecdote about billy and me that made me cry um the other anecdote is that night they both spun up accounts on there and i made a little group for the three of we and uh we'll see how that goes you're talking about uh billy and your wife billy and billy and madeline accounts Mm-hmm. See, she had that, I mean, she, you, that, that, that's plausible because you can help them with it if they get stuck and it's fine, right? I mean, with Billy follows so much material in this world. And like, I, I, I don't, I don't I wouldn't even attempt to know all of them and why he's interested, but like he does it all. You know, TikTok and Twitter, I think are big ones. TikTok's a, the big one still. Um, but also Billy loves Letterboxd. <laughs> Like we both are constantly racing as soon as it occurs to one of us to be the one who logs it first. Cause it's just this dumb contest we have. Um, and we're both super enjoying that. 
and oh, 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 John Syracuse anecdote. We were watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And you know mm-hmm. what he said? <laughs> we're just sitting there, up above nothing. Billy goes, Ooh, Syracuse gave us three and a half stars. Like, that's Did pretty I, good. I, don't, I vaguely remember seeing it. That's the one. That's the one where uh, where uh, Brad Pitt beats up Bruce Lee or something. Yeah, yeah. It's got the Manson family, and uh, Leo's really. Did good I really in give it. that three and a half stars? I gotta look at that. It's good. It's good. We're we're watching Kill Bill right now. Finally, you get both of those five, right? I think it might have been four and a half and five. Uh, <laughs> Boy, they're or good. Maybe five, both five. five the know. crazy part is one is so good, and so, uh, so we're talking here about the Tar- Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino's nth movie. Um, Kill Bill Volume 1 and Kill Bill Volume 2, which you're probably all familiar with. But um, the first one is so good. And you get to the end and it's like, oh my God, I'm so glad there's going to be a second one of these. And then, the, I don't know if you agree, the second one is somehow even way better. Because yeah, the second one, the first one is just, you know, it's, it's just a blast. The first and one's it's kind of straightforward. Yeah, and it's yeah. just a blast. And the second one goes deeper than you thought these movies could possibly God, when go. When they do the flashback with uh, with uh, that actor I love, you know, with the beard and all of that. Mm-hmm. Just, oh, anyway. So, yeah. yeah. But, okay, so the Twitter, um, and so that's what I did. And it, it, what's, it's been funny, as you guys know, is we kid about this, but the, what do we call it? The, the, the call-in show? problem what do we call it pre-tape calling show pre-tape calling show problem because i mean literally like by that night after knife nightfall after recording with john Syracusa, Syracusa, i um was on mastodon and just opened both barrels i said fine let's let's go learn this the only way to do this it's like ojt i just need to start doing this the way i would do it and you you gave me really good notes and i wouldn't call it quite advice but you gave me good notes last week on what you call it an impedance match in this match which i i think was a, a good observation but no i've been going full in the first couple of days and john it was joyful i had so much fun it was so exciting like let's be honest one thing that's cool is you go and you do the thing and then you hear boop and like somebody saw my thing and it's like it's been so long since people see my thing and sometimes you know and i'm trying to s- spread some some joy or at least some familiarity yeah and you're and you're in that period now where i think people are going to start re in parentheses discovering you because they didn't and, know and you were respond here. and responding more often, yeah because they're like sure. oh Marlon's that's really here i haven't seen him in forever i yeah. wonder where he went or whatever like and then like and you it's going to be a long while before everybody who would want to see your stuff realizes that you're here and starts following you oh uh, listen listen that's that's honestly not top of mind for me but i think it is will it is slowing down i will slow down this is a place where like geez the volume in this place is just dismal but but i'm trying to figure out who to follow and stuff like that but uh it's a lot of fun and a lot of people who i got to know a little on twitter when how can i put this john when twitter was already on the decline and making everybody sad and well into the time we've been calling it a hell site you know people like us just people who's like first names i know like you know like Ethan, the accessibility guy, and Brooke, who used to work with Matt at Slack. And like, there's just all these people I've like, I knew just a little bit from life or Twitter. And it almost feels, oh God, how do I put this? It almost feels like we both are just finding out we survived a war as, as civilians. Yeah, let's you, say. you see each other's faces across the refugee camp. And you're like, hey, it's that guy. Mm hmm. And then, like, it's it's nice, and and people are pretty cool there. So yeah, I think that's that's. Did I miss anything? That's the big stuff. Oh, so I'm trying it. to chill out a little bit, but I don't feel embarrassed about posting my 3D printing stuff on there. Like, or or like today, have you done have you done the uh, Snoopy watch face yet? I read the article about it, but you really, I mean, f- just for just do it quickly. It's so freaking I don't, I don't cute. Have an Apple Watch. 
Oh, sorry. I don't have a TV, so. Mm-hmm, yeah, I don't even own an Apple Watch. They, the, Jason had a great article uh, on Six Colors about this, the collaboration between Apple and the Charles Schultz people. And there's like over 150 individual animations that constitute something like six, if you showed them all, it'd be like six minutes. But like if it's 10 till the hour, Snoopy and, and several Woodstocks will be on the long, the, the big hand. And then like jump off and stuff. It's just, you know, I always think of Marco. I always think of Marco talking about the heartbeat light on the old, I guess, MacBooks. MacBook the, Pros. The breathing light. Yeah, but yeah, it was like, it had this mm-hmm. like, and there was something about that and the phrase, you know, he's, I, I hope he gets famous for this. Just delight. It's just there for delight. And like, I've never caught much to these new like Toy Story ones or Mickey Mouse or whatever, but this is actually like having a little. <laughs> you have to get one that's old enough to resonate with you. It would have to be like, uh, what, like uh, Betty Boop or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you turn or, the pen Or Galileo, down. Yeah. maybe Galileo. Are you talking about a pen? You turn the pen upside mm-hmm, down? Mm-hmm. Huh. I'd take a Betty on kids, a watch. Kids don't know. Kids don't know no. these days about they the pens. They don't need to know. They, only, they, they don't they, want they, to have, they have porn on the internet. We had pens that you turn upside down. <laughs> we had pens. We had, we had, uh, there were, there were, it's a form of dad pen or salesman pen. Mm-hmm. And then the lady's swimsuit would appear or disappear. Yep. And you'd see her cuckoos under it. Mm-hmm. That's the call in England. John, uh, we have a little mini topic that is being generally framed as sleep and time management. You sent me a, was it a tweet? I think it was a toot. Was it oh, a toot? Let's well, you sent, me, you sent me a post to a social media site that, you know, I've seen a lot, John. Mm-hmm. You've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Oh, are you kidding me? Uh, I've seen beams off the gate of Orion? Mm-hmm. Sort of. Close. Not really, but anyway. So close. Really? See beams off the shoulder of Orion? What do I miss? See, attack I don't think you know. Attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. That's what's War. off the shoulder There are heroes Orion. on both sides. Sea, being, sea beams glitter sea beams. in the Tenhauser Gate. 1187 Hunterwasser is a nice place. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right, now, we're, now we're just messing that one you up. Sent me, you sent me this post, uh, and I looked at it agog. Please share with our audience a post about how a person, one person supposedly sleeps. <laughs> Yep, this is this is a toot from D-I-O, the numeral nine S-Y-S, which is Dionysus. Hmm? You get that one? Huh? Huh? It's uh it's it's Greek inflected. There you go, but with a nine. Dionysus. Yeah, well, I don't want to whine I don't want to whine about it, John. <laughs> a little yeah, a little stretch. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh this person says, I just learned that my husband has possibly the most cursed work from home technique I've ever heard of. Here's the technique. It is it is numbered items. Number one, he sets an alarm <laughs> to go off every 30 minutes. Number two, when the alarm goes off, he checks his work email, makes calls, fills out forms, etc. Number three, when he has finished whatever task he is doing, he immediately falls asleep. Number four, the next time the alarm goes off, he wakes up and repeats the process. Uh, it's like the Pomodoro technique for Snorlax. And, and just to be clear here, the, 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 the WFH is very important. This is not something where it sounds like, if I understand this, she's not saying, oh, he had this unusually busy time and he's on call. Like mm-hmm. the the knock could contact him at any point, and he really needs some sleep, right? You know, really, like if you're if you're up there with your with your brothers on the wall defending against the wildlings, you're gonna catch catnaps, right? But I didn't get that. I got that this is how this guy works for eight or nine hours a day. Yep, this is just the work, and like I said, th- every thirty minutes. So you wake up, do a bunch of work, and as soon as you're done, go back to sleep. Mm. Wake up. Do a bunch of work, go back to sleep until, and like, so how much work can you get done? Like, is there just, it, hopefully you can get whatever work, like, oh, an email arrived after reply to it you, must do that work, reply. You know? Right? Yeah. Fall, and then falling asleep 
immediately afterwards, like say you, you answer an email for 10 minutes, you got 20 minutes left till the alarm goes off. Now you're going to fall asleep and sleep for 19 minutes and 30 seconds. It's like you 30 seconds to fall asleep till the alarm goes off again. And then you repeat just through the whole workday, nine to five, every 30 minutes, the alarm goes off. You wake up, you do something, you go back to sleep. You wake up, do something, go back to sleep. Can I make a, a somewhat extremely obvious reference here that hopefully is also not a spoiler? Does this remind you a little bit of a second season of a TV show that J.J. Abrams did? You're talking about uh, the loss with the number no, 20, 28 minutes, the Desmond. numbers? Yeah. Does this kind of put you in the mind of Desmond? Well, but here's the thing. In that thing, you just which, which, had no, to no, do... Just to be clear here, that the opening, and no spoilers here, but boy, say what you will about that show. I love it, and I can't wait till I get my kid to watch it. The opening, the top of the episode, top of season one, season two, episode one, I'll just say there's a Mamas and the Papas song playing, and it's, I think, one of the majestic season openers of like what is happening now. But yeah, it kind of does involve it. Yeah, it, it was similar in that you home. had to do a thing every 28 minutes, but you didn't, all the rest of the time you was You didn't yours. go back to sleep. We thought about this Penny. This is the idea of like, you've got a full work day. So got how do you want to get your work done during the work day? And this person's idea is every 30 minutes, I'm going to do work until there's no work left to do. And then I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> for, 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 for 10, let's, 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 be, let's even say, let's say all I had to do was check email. And there's no email. If, if we take this as read, so he's sleeping 25 minutes twice every hour. Yeah, I mean, you don't know how much work is going to fill this. Maybe you have to do work until the next alarm goes off. You don't get any So sleep. sometimes he immediately goes to sleep for three minutes? But yeah, this is just like, I, I don't actually Why know. Why doesn't he just Pomod stay awake and keep working until the work is done? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the Pomodoro technique is, but I'm assuming it's, it involves setting short timers. I have been told that it technically, chronologically precedes the procrastination dash, but it pisses me off because it's basically what I call the procrastination dash which is that you set a timer for 20 minutes to do something that you hate, or you set an arbitrary goal. So I'm cleaning out an area. I have to fill this garbage bag. Or you know what I mean? You do some, something with a very hard edge to it, and you could use a timer. The Pomodoro technique is this idea that by alternating work and breaks, I don't know what the, there's apps for this, there's clocks for this, it's a whole racket. Uh, yeah, you basically, you get a lot done, and you know, it's good for you. Well, and so the madness here is that the break is sleep. And if you're the person who cannot go to sleep instantaneously, the idea of even being able to get to sleep inside of 30 minutes, if it was the only thing that you were doing, is ridiculous. John, imagine just going to bed at 1045 a.m. Wouldn't that be kind of tough for and, you? And then, and then waking up at 11. Uh, and then yes, going to bed at 11. Because you got to do the work. And then waking up yes. at 1130. Right. <laughs> Don't even eat lunch. I slept through lunch today. Uh, all right so this is what this is what this made me think of i don't know if this is just a joke post or whatever but yes i would say this is cursed as the kids say uh this is what it made me think of and i'm not sure if you've seen either one of these things but i will just describe I, it i didn't but i'm intrigued all right well you should so i'll describe i won't spoil them entirely for you um so first is a youtube video that i think someone on on macedon pointed me to i, I forget what the context was they were like oh what, that thing you said reminds me of this thing i'm like huh what's this and i just watched the whole thing um it is a YouTube video about someone who, uh, a group of people who row across the Atlantic Ocean in a rowboat with oars. No motors, just no sails, just And oars. it's not, it's not like a, like a ancient Viking ship. It's like an up-to-date looking Yeah, it's craft. modern, but, it, but it's a, it, it's a modern craft. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's only big enough to hold, it's four people, it's four women in this case. Jesus. Uh, and two people are rowing. Uh, it only has room for two people to row. So it's not a big boat. It doesn't have a top. It doesn't have like, you know, there's, there's, no, there's, there's the area where they've got the solar panels and what I'm guessing is an indoors area that you can go to. That's just roughly almost half of the length of the craft. And the area where two people are rowing is really the size of a big rowboat. It's yeah. it's not. And if it was too much bigger, it'd probably be too heavy. 
Yeah, and to to give you an idea of where like where the people the the people who like where you sleep in the little end caps, uh, one of them is so short that the person's legs have to go underneath the rowers. Like that's that's not even long enough for a pound sign pound sign van life to stretch out. And exactly okay. So here's the thing: this is this is obviously a thing. This is a competitive rowing. People row across the oceans. And then this video is about what three women or four women who are on a team, and it's a race. It's a race across the Atlantic Ocean, right? So yeah. this is a thing. This is a sport, I guess. The thing that people do. And here's the fascinating thing about this sport, because you would think in any competition, there is motivation to figure out how should we do this? Because you've got you've got four people, yeah. right? And a rowboat. Only two people can be rowing at a time because there's only two sets of oars, I think. Or maybe there's three sets. I don't know. But anyway, what's the strategy to win the race in terms of like the Pomodoro technique or like, should I sleep for 30 minutes or like, what is the technique right. to, you know, and it takes, as you can imagine, going across the Atlantic Ocean is not something you do in an afternoon. It takes many, many days. Yeah, and one of the engineering videos I, I watched today was was talking about that and the way that all c- different kinds of, of craft or railroad, for example, railroad lines, and or people who are like working in these pressurized areas. And like on three different videos, he talks about the need to have one crew that is like sleeping or doing whatever. And the other crew, I mean, it's almost like it is like a submarine, I guess, or like working in, I don't know, I guess not a lighthouse, but, but we've got like two shifts and you're you're doing this all day long. I think, but on but on twelve hours at a time. Yeah, well, so what? What's your first crack at what you think a strategy? You're you're a good, you're on a team, and you're like, here's how we should do. I think it to I win think the my the the idea would be to row as as quickly and well as you can, as much of the time as you can, to try and maximize the amount of of sea that you can cover without getting injured becomes part of it. You got to think about sun. You got to think about tearing your rotator cuff or your Tommy John. Anyways. Uh, f- just straight up like four hour shifts. And then maybe they do something weirder for sleep, like where somebody gets a good night's sleep every other night. So here is the strategy that this team used. So it's not that. It is not that. Okay. And it, this is why I made me think of this, this post about the work from home person. And it's not just the strategy this team used because I let from this, other people said, oh, if you like that, you should check this out. So there's actually a feature length documentary movie, which is not particularly good. But anyway, it exists. Uh, and it shows a totally different team rowing a totally different ocean. And they use the exact same strategy. So I think this had to have been arrived at. So this, this is known. Yeah, it had to have been arrived at through competition to say, look, we've learned that this strategy gets you to the other side the fastest. So you hit on one important thing, which is like, look, you can't take the nights off. Because if you're not, if everyone's sleeping at night, other teams are rowing and you're going to lose. It's a race, right? So somebody has to row at night. But then, so how do you deal but with But it's sleep? also a video game or what I perceive to be a video game or like maybe a German tabletop game where you also have to be aware when I say things like, you know, injury or resources. Like mm-hmm. you don't want somebody to go down because- yeah, you don't want someone rowing for like 36 hours and then, be, and then become- Yeah, if you didn't pay attention to what is turning into a strain, like if you don't pay attention to that, you're going to be SOL- Right, full-time. because it's a it's a it's not a sprint; it's a marathon. It's many many days worth of exercise. But but the whole point is somebody came up with this as the optimal strategy, and this is what the, the this team does, and it's what the team in the other movie does. And when I watched the first one, I'm like, why are they doing it this way? This can't be the optimal strategy, which is why I was so fascinated with the second one. Here's how they do it: two people rowing at a time. Right, there are three sets of oars, but they they decide two people rowing at a time. So the people who are not rowing are essentially. Like they're resting, in their cabins resting doing, or doing, doing maintenance whatever. or something. Sleeping, eating, doing maintenance, like doing non-rowing. It's, again, it's like the dude with the, it's like uh, Grady talking about the railroad. We just, you got to keep the railroad running. So there's elements of keeping the railroad repaired and the cars repaired, maintaining like that. That's, I, I bet this is not just a pleasure cruise when you're not rowing. 
Yeah. So like they, the, when you're not rowing is obviously that is also your opportunity to sleep. So you should take some of that time to be sleeping, but it's also, you also have to, you know, feed yourself. But you gotta wake, and, you gotta wake up every half hour to do your work. <laughs> right. All right. So now, so here, here's the schedule. So two people rowing, two people not. Two hour shifts. That's the plan. So That's you, the, you, the entirety 8, 8 of the plan. 8 a.m., the, the Alice and Bob start rowing. 10 a.m., whoever CNDR take over. And that's, yep, that's two that's, hour shifts, and that goes through four two hour shifts forever. No one and gets a full through, night's sleep and through the night. Ever. Why does it? Why do you think it works? Twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, two hour shifts. It's like a sarlacc. I mean, like think it's just going to take forever to kill you. You know. See, yeah, so that's what I think is like. It's the type of thing like when you have an infant, you're like, no one can live like this. So I need right. to get a good night's yeah, sleep. Yeah, like the, the second through fourth weeks of having a baby are like incredibly stressful in that way. Like I, I'm never going to sleep again ever. Yeah, and they're they're choosing to essentially never get more than maximum two hours of sleep at a time, <laughs> and most of the time less than that because you have to eat On a and boat, you have to John. you know. How would you like that? Would you like? Would you like to sleep on a boat? You think? No, I, I would not. I don't like think to you'd that. like this at all. And so I forget how many days they took to, to cross here, but it was like several weeks or whatever. Two hours on, two hours off. So when you're when you are, when, you know, you're, you're rowing time. Obviously, you're rowing that full two hours. When you're not rowing, that's the whole rest of your life, and it's two hour shifts, twenty four hours a day, day and night. How how, how long? How let's say weeks it takes. Yeah, I think I forget how Did long. Did they get them, food like, uh, restocked? So all, no, all the food is with them. So you're it's not allowed to have terrible. assistance or interaction no, with any no, other no, person. No, okay. Exactly. There's 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 like there's like MREs essentially what they're eating. That thousands and thousands of calories, as you can imagine, of very bad tasting food. I'm sure, but but the the packs compactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's all dehydrated stuff like that. Right. Were you the one that told me about Brooklyn marathons? Was that you? Yeah, probably. Or we've <laughs> talked about it on the show, I think. Okay. But I'm just fascinated that this is the optimal, because it seems like torture. Can you imagine? No, just think, I, think I, I, can, I can, here's the thing. I can definitely imagine that being within the first few days of experimenting back on shore, right? Or in, in like mm -hmm. one of those, like one of the, like the Winklevoss rowing room, <laughs> you know, I, I could absolutely imagine those kinds of things. And I'm thinking about like in the way the aviator, uh, Howard Hughes brings in the guy to find clouds. He brings, I could see bringing in different kinds of kinesiologists psychologists like think about training again this is not that far off from a submarine i would not like to be on a submarine i would like to tour a submarine with a visibly open port <laughs> but i would not want to duck that that uh, no. that door to close so so yeah so the, the, the and that's the best because like okay well why not is there a difference with four hours well so here, here's what it's optimized for i think it's optimized because they don't think you can put out a, your maximum rowing capacity for more than two hours. Oh, so it's just really about what, when you get tuckered out. Yeah, because if they make oh, you row man. longer than that, you're going to fade and yeah. it's going to expend energy and you need to refuel by eating and resting or whatever. And again, that's, I keep, keep coming back to this. What happens if you get injured on that boat? You take yeah. out the first aid kit and wrap it up? I mean, what do you, you, have, you got an ace bandage? How are you going to like take care of something like say you actually get hit in the face with an oar like what yeah, do you but do I, I, but for this first one i watched i still just couldn't go to sleep like just think about <sighs> this if i told nuts. you that for for the next week in your home you don't have to row yeah you don't you can eat whatever you want you can order food you're in your comfy home in your all comfy i have to bed, do whatever it is couch, that i do there's two things i can be doing i can be either sleeping or not sleeping but when i sleep right. it's only for literally two it's hours only for two hours at a time everything and else that's my life is when i'm checking when, my mail you, or, like yeah Set your alarm for every two hours, and when the okay. alarm goes off, you've got to wait. The only <laughs> thing that's see, required see, of you yes. is you have to wake up, right? And you just have to be, you have to be awake until t for two hours. You don't have to do anything. You can lay on the couch. No, 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 no. You can that's just, just not, that's, you can that's watch not part TV, of the challenge. Right? Yeah, 
Try to do that for, for one day, let alone a week. 24 hours a day. Yeah. Right? I, I'm two pretty hours sure away, I would start to feel... Asleep. I would start you to would feel start crazy. to go insane. Absolutely, it's a form of it would have to be a form of torture. Yes, it, and yet it is, this it is. is the this is the Make optimal time. Now here's the thing. So I watched this. Music. What? Yeah. So I'm not going to spoil this, but again, just think about that. Like in your own home, could you do two hours awake, no. two hours of sleep? If it hasn't for, been clear, no, John. And you're not rowing and in the Atlantic Ocean. And you know where I couldn't do it was on a on a boat on the high seas where I have to get up right. in where an hour eating, and forty five minutes to MREs. row. Where you only see the same four people for your, you're eating MREs, uh, you're peeing and pooping in a bucket. Bucket. There's no bathroom on that boat. That's no correct. bathroom. No, no. No, this bucket is a very modest it. modern craft. Right. Okay. So, anyway, I watched this and then I said, so people recommend a documentary. Uh, we'll put a link in the show. It's Losing Sight of Shore, it's called, which is a dumb title because you lose sight of shore pretty quickly on these rowing things. These people are rowing across the, the Pacific Ocean, which, as you know, is a little bit bigger. That's a big, that's a big ocean, John. I've seen right? it. I've seen it personally. And so, like, I forget what the first one was. It was like 19 days or something. These people, again, four women. Do, do you remember? I'm sorry, in, I can't in a rowboat. Up. I'm actually interested in this. Um, do you remember? They did Pacific. Do you remember like city to city? Was it like San Diego to, I don't know, like not Hawaii probably? It wouldn't go all the way across the. Pacific. They were. They're going to. Uh, they're going from. Uh, I think they are going from San Francisco. They're going to the Marquesas. Remember them from Survivor? Yes. French Polynesia, whatever. They're okay. doing two legs. They're going to the Marquesas and then they're going from Marquesas to. I, I feel like that was a good season. That's yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Anyway. Oof. No, so John, could you do it? Do you think you'd want to do that at your house? Yeah. Would you so, do the two hours? So this flip? is a longer trip, all right? But it's still two hours on, two hours off. And they it's in two legs because they they do a break How in the case. How do you be in right? the sun all day? Right. So Ugh. listen, listen to this. They are at sea. Yeah. For months. <sighs> two hours on, two hours, two hours for, awake, two for, hours for asleep. Months, for months. For months. For months. How do they not? lose their marbles completely crazy forget about the uh, road. i would do it for forget a night if it would help somebody and then in a jam but i no no i wouldn't do that at all like, like if you if you said i'm gonna give you a bazillion dollars and you just have to be awake for two hours and sleep for two hours for three only, months only i'm not one sure thing, I only do one it. thing is going to change about your life okay exactly right. one thing is going to change just so you know from now on here it is alternately every two hours you're going to sleep for two hours. The only rule is... Or you can do whatever you want. But yeah, the yeah, point but is, like, in the like, second okay, two hours, like, you gotta yeah, be awake. You can't sleep more than two hours. And anything else you do, are you allowed to sleep? You're not allowed to sleep during the right, off Right, exactly. Hours, right? During, during, the, during the rowing hours. Do you have a referee hours, for that, do you think? Or some kind of a, a stimulant? I mean, they probably put like a collar on your neck that, that blows your head off. Like a battle royale. They, it's hours. basically a battle royale. Uh, Total Recall did that too, didn't they? Battle royale the, did it really collar, well. I mean, yeah. You ever seen Battle Royale? It's, it's also a good, uh, what do you call it? It's, it's also a good manga that I've read. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to, I don't want to uh, spoil either one of these no, things. I no, think, that no. the, I think the documentary does a poor job because there's lots of questions that I would want answered that the documentary This seems like I could, I could answer, enjoy but... this on something like a, like a Nat Geo or something. Yeah. I would, yeah, like, watch, watch, watch the YouTube video. The YouTube video is 20 minutes long. If you enjoy the YouTube right. video and want to see more, watch the documentary, which I think is, where is the time on this? Uh, it's not the documentary is not that long. I wish it. Oh, I pulled. I pulled it ninety-two up. minutes. I, I added ninety-two it to minutes. my machine. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but yeah, I just like the whole time. I'm like, would you? Would uh, you give it? You, oh, I you see know. here. You gave it two and a half. Yeah, because like, this document. It's not the fault of the people. No, 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 no John. The John, these the documentaries are out of control. They're absolutely out of control, yeah. and like not just on Discovery Max or whatever it's called, but like just oh my goodness. You know what's great though? I'll tell you something that's great. Just for what it's worth, uh, you know that Calm. There's an app that like helps you fall asleep called Calm. Yep. They've done yep. something with HBO that is terrific, and it's just chilling out videos, kind of like Earth, whatever it's called, kind of like you know like the Attenborough thing, 
But the first one is my favorite, actually. The first one is about the coral reef and following this tortoise who goes to the coral reef. Mm. And it's, um, oh God, who's the narrator? Narrators include Oscar, oh, it's Lucy Liu. Lucy Liu, Oscar <laughs> Isaac, um, Edris Elba, um, a bunch of really good, Nicole Kidman does one. But like I, the undersea one, and the, the, the tortoise, he's so big, he has to get his shell clean, John. So he goes down, he finds a spot, he falls asleep on the coral. His heart is beating once every six minutes. And he has a nap with his little arms spread out. You know, because he's a tortoise, not a turtle. He's got the flippers, you know? And then the uh, these little fish come up and they, they eat, eat the food mm-hmm. off his back and they clean him. Yeah. And then he wakes up and feels refreshed. Wouldn't you love that? Spa day at the reef. Yeah, you can get that. The little fish that eat the dead skin off your feet. Right? I've heard about that. What do they do with the fish after? Do they, do they consume them or... or, or flush them down the toilet what, what do you do with a with a fish that's, that's full of feet i don't know i mean once once they get fat on human flesh then they have to use them to fertilize the garden otherwise you know they'll become dangerous man or, or they sell them sell them to quentin tarantino yeah 